Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Making Work Fun podcast. It is me, Maria, this week alone um, because Natasha has been um, traveling and taking some time off just as I was a month ago. And I'm very grateful that she was able to step in and do um, two solo episodes while I was away. I was away for quite a bit of time. I traveled back home to Bulgaria to visit some family. Then I traveled to Indonesia for a vacation. It was all pretty amazing. And there's a bunch of things that um, came up during the trip that I kind of want to talk about, but it won't be today. Today, I want to, I'm going to talk about something else. Just adds up that in one of the upcoming weeks, probably um, in conversation with Natasha, I'm going to talk about some of the quote-unquote lessons or just thoughts that I had, I guess, um, during my trip that I wanted to share with you all. Um, But today, what I want to focus on is people-pleasing. This is such a loaded topic and so such an important topic for a lot of, I'm sure, people listening to this podcast and a lot of the people I work with, and I believe also, of course, a lot of the people Natasha um, works with. It's just such a loaded topic and something that so many of us struggle with, especially um, women, because we've been taught that, you know, being nice and having people like us and being in service of other people is incredibly important. Even if we like don't believe it outright, we've sort of learned about this from family and society and friends over the years. And so a lot of us have internalized some of those messages. And so it can be really hard to get out of people pleasing, even if you want to. Um, But what I specifically want to focus on today is the mental burden of people pleasing. So a lot of the times when we talk about people pleasing, especially like in relation to burnout, which is my specialty, we think about boundaries, right? We're like, well, if you're a people pleaser, you have a harder time setting boundaries. You say yes to a lot of projects. You, you know, can't turn down work. You agree to volunteer for a bunch of things. You agree to pick up that friend from the airport who hasn't texted you in five months and all of a sudden is texting you about a ride to the airport, like all of those things. And of course, that massively contributes to burnout. Like when you're adding a bunch of things to your list, um, that you don't have the capacity to do, or you don't have, you know, right now the energy to do or the time to do, of course, you're going to be more tired and it's going to contribute to burnout if this is what you're struggling with. So that's definitely a massive piece of the puzzle when it comes to people pleasing and burnout. But what I want to focus on today is the mental burden of people pleasing, which also massively contributes to burnout. And I don't think we talk about that quite as often. So even before you say yes to 
all of these projects you don't want to be working on or all of these favors that you didn't necessarily want to commit to. Um, there's the mental piece of people pleasing that can on its own be utterly exhausting. So think about, let's say the time you come back from a social gathering, you're like at happy hour or dinner with friends. And instead of remembering like the three hours of fun you just had and all the jokes you just shared, you fixate on the one thing that you thought was weird (laughs) that you said. You're like overanalyzing what you think people thought of you. You try to analyze people's mannerisms and tone of voice to gauge if they are potentially mad at you about something. You're like spin out and you're exhausted and you think about all those things. So not only are you not sort of thinking about the connections you made and the fun you had in your head, you're completely draining yourself just sitting on the couch trying to like overanalyze everything or trying to like suppress what your brain is doing, which is overanalyzing and overanalyzing everything and like trying to suppress it by, let's say, playing a game on your phone or trying to watch some TV, like distracting yourself from all of those thoughts, which are not unfortunately gone, right? They're still there. You're just like trying to buffer your way out of them. That part of people pleasing is such a massive contributor to burnout and is so exhausting and is so draining. And I really wanted to unpack that today and like talk about how we can start moving out of that part of people pleasing. So starting to come up with a better system to, you know, interact with people and evaluate our decisions, our actions, our relationships that doesn't involve like constant sort of this constant constant hamster wheel in your head of like trying to figure out what others might be thinking based on what you said or did. Um, So the first big part, there's like two parts to starting to move away from this paradigm. The first big part is trying to figure out what is important to you and what are your personal priorities and values. So what I mean by that is like trying to figure out like how do I want to act in certain situations, like what is important to me at work, what is important to me in friendship, what is important to me in like a romantic relationship, figuring out your own priorities and using those as guides for your actions. So of course, it's not going to be perfect. And this is not like a formula for you to beat yourself up about not always living up to your values. Nobody does. But sort of having a better system of evaluating your decisions and actions than just what might others be thinking. Because of course, what others are thinking is not something you can ever control, nor is it something you ever know for sure. Like you might have a clue, even if someone tells you exactly what they're thinking, you also just have no idea if that's all they're thinking. Like it's just very difficult to actually know. So what we end up doing is just guessing and spinning around trying to figure it out. So when you have your own set of values and priorities, that is a better way to make those decisions and to evaluate how you've interacted with others. So for instance, like one of your values might be, you know, fairness or authenticity. Like I was working with a client this week where we had exactly that conversation. And for her, those two, that's why I'm giving those two as examples, like those two came up as very important values over and over. She's like, she she really values fairness. So when she sees something that's unfair, 
she can't just stand by. She wants to speak up. She wants to say something. And of course, she was, you know, feeling nervous about that and trying to figure out if others might be upset about that. So that's one way to do it. You're like, okay, yes, there might be the discomfort of thinking others might be upset, but my value of, of sticking up for fairness and speaking up when something is unfair is more important in this situation. So I'm going to go by that as a metric, as opposed to trying to figure out, was everyone happy with me? (laughs) So in that case, you know, you have to kind of pick between the discomfort of potentially someone being mad at you and you don't, you don't know that for sure, but maybe the fear of someone being mad at you versus the discomfort of not speaking up when something is unfair and you could have done or said something about it. There's discomfort on either side and you just get to decide which discomfort is more aligned and feels better for you when you want to choose in the moment. Of course, there's no right or wrong answer, but in that particular situation, my client was like, yeah, absolutely. The discomfort of someone potentially being upset with me is much, much better for me than the discomfort of not saying anything when I witness something being unfair. So she came to that decision and she felt so much better about it because before she was just thinking of it from the perspective of, is someone mad at me? She wasn't thinking of it from the perspective of, no, this is extremely important to me and I'm glad I did it. Um, So that's, you know, one particular example. Like another example might be like a value of yours could be having more independence or more flexibility or, you know, a better work-life balance. And then from that perspective, you know, let's say turning down that extra project at work that, you don't have the capacity to take on right now. Again, here, there's the discomfort of potentially your colleague not being super thrilled that you turned down the project versus the discomfort of you sacrificing your energy and your time and, you know, everything else you've planned to do with your time, like hanging out with family or doing things with friends or relaxing. Like there's discomfort again on either side. But if you're approaching the question from the perspective of your value, which is flexibility and independence or work-life balance, then it's going to be easier to decide what to do, right? And to not beat yourself up about doing it. You can be like, okay, I went based on my, or, or I made the decision based on my value of balance being important. And so I'm going to then tolerate the discomfort of someone potentially not loving that decision. So just framing it in this way, trying to figure out what is important to you, what are your values, what are your priorities, that is a much better way to evaluate your actions, your words, everything, as opposed to what might someone else be thinking about me in the moment. Um, And this is where we get to the second part of the you know, the formula that I was thinking of, which is after you figure out your values and your priorities, the second part is learning how to tolerate some of that discomfort around, you know, not being certain what someone might be thinking about you. So there, I think it's never going to be, I think people, when I say that to people, the first thought they have is, I'm never going to be fully like chill about someone potentially being mad at me. Like that just doesn't seem realistic. And yeah, I agree. Like that is not realistic. For most people, we are social beings. Of course, it's uncomfortable when someone is mad at us. Even someone potentially being mad at us is uncomfortable. Of course, it's never going to be just totally chill. Like you have to have very few like social interactions that matter to you to be super 
comfortable and chill about someone mad at you. But we're not talking about being super chill. We're talking about going from being in a really like activated panic mode about someone potentially being upset with you to being uncomfortable, but tolerable with someone potentially being mad at you. So that's the goal. The goal is not being chill about it. The goal is let's get to a place where it feels tolerable. And then we can sort of make those decisions that I mentioned a second ago, which are, you know, I I can tolerate that discomfort. And then the prize I get for that is, you know, comfort in some other area. So that's sort of working with your nervous system and working with, you know, your coach or your therapist to get to a point of, you know, this feels profoundly uncomfortable and I'm in a panic mode. If I think someone's upset at me to, I don't feel comfortable, but I can tolerate someone potentially um, being upset with me. So that's the second massive piece of the puzzle. Um, And once you sort of work through those two things, I mean, of course, neither of them is simple and they probably both are going to require you to work with someone to help you through that because it's very difficult to sort of work through those things on your own. Um, But once you work through those two parts, like figuring out your values and priorities and then learning how to tolerate some of that discomfort of people potentially being upset with you, that's how you get out of that people-pleasing mode and you alleviate so much of that mental burden that is causing you distress and exhaustion in your life. Um, And one other thing I want to say here before I go today is that um, a common concern people have when we talk about that paradigm is, well, if I just go by my own priorities and values um, and don't care about what others are, you know, thinking or feeling about me, won't I become this terrible person who's just, you know, an asshole to everyone. (laughs) And that's, of course, like that's where our brains go. And that's, of course, a very valid concern. uh, But the answer is no, you will not become a terrible person. (laughs) Let me explain why. So, First of all, um, the very fact, like before I even dive into the specifics, the very fact that you are worried about becoming a terrible person or an asshole is telling me that you're not going to become that person and you're not that person. Because let me tell you, people who are inconsiderate and terrible and assholes very rarely spend time worrying about being assholes. They're just like going about their day doing shitty things. And they're like, okay, whatever. So the very fact that you're worried about that is telling me that you're a considerate person and a thoughtful person, and that's very unlikely to happen. Um, But the other even deeper reason for why that's not going to happen is when you work out your values and your priorities, I'm sure because you asked that question in my head, in my head, you're asking that question. But if you are in fact asking that question of like, how do I ensure I'm not a terrible person? Like your values are going to be aligned with that. Your values are not going to be, I'm going to go around and start saying shitty things to everyone. And I don't, care at all how someone feels or how much harm I do or anything else. Like I'm positive that's not going to be one of your values. Your values are going to be aligned with, you know, treating people well and being respectful and learning when when someone tells you that you inadvertently did something that caused harm, like being able to learn from that and pause and think. Like all of those things can and I'm sure are part of your values. And so 
that's also going to be part of the puzzle. Like you're not going to start all of a sudden saying offensive things and not caring. You're going to be speaking respectfully. You're going to try to learn when you inadvertently do cause harm sometimes. Um, This is very different than, you know, setting a boundary of, I'm sorry, right now I'm really wiped out and I won't be able to pick you up from the airport. Do you see the distinction? Like for people pleasers, it can be hard to see the distinction between saying something terrible and actually setting a boundary based on your time constraints and energy levels. (laughs) For, For people pleasers, sometimes it's the same thing. You're like, I told my friend I can pick them up from the airport. I'm a terrible person. It's like equivalent to me saying something super hurtful to them. It is not the same. (laughs) It is definitely not the same thing. So starting to sort of parse that out and see the distinction, that is also important. So, you know, doing things and acting and speaking out of your values doesn't mean going around being inconsiderate. Um, In fact, I would argue that doing things more deliberately and based on your values is actually making you a more considerate person because it's much more likely to help you you know be less defensive if someone does call call you out on something you're much more likely to want to learn if this is one of your values like i want to be um a good ally i want to be supportive of others and so you're much more likely to then be willing to learn and evolve and grow in fact like when you're in that panic mode and when you're like spinning about in your head about what um, someone might have, you know, thought or did about like the most minute gesture or most like trivial thing you said at dinner is making you a lot less likely to actually consider like the bigger picture and the important things like you're you might be so stressed out and so worried about potentially receiving negative feedback on something big that you might not even occur to you to ask that because it's just so terrifying and so activating. So actually building up that ability to sit with the discomfort of someone disapproving of something you said or did is going to be make you significantly more likely to solicit that feedback, to be able to hear feedback if someone has to offer it and to become overall a much more considerate person. Like, again, just spinning around in your head about every minor detail of your day is not making you a more considerate person. It's making you a really exhausted person and a really stressed out person who doesn't have the bandwidth to take that step back and look at the bigger picture. Um, If you found what I just talked about helpful, if you have any questions, if you want to work on this, feel free to send me an email at info at restovergrind.com. My email is also in the show notes. Um, or feel free to book a free consult call where, you know, during those consult calls, it's it's always really fun. Like we get to know each other. Um, and then we talk about, you know, what what are you really struggling with right now? Like what, how is, let's say, people pleasing manifesting for you right now? What are some of the things you really, really wish you could work on? And I will get you started with some tips and I can also tell you about how we can work on this more deeply together if this is something you're interested in and if we're clicking if not if either of us feels like we're not clicking and we're not going to work well together perfect like we go our separate ways we still have you know met a cool person um during the meeting and it's great so 
yeah, book a free consult call. If that's something you're interested in, it's if you go to my website at restovergrind.com, you can find the link to a consult call there under work with me. Um, and then finally, I've also recorded a really fun mini series of videos talking about all of this, like people pleasing and burnout and all of those links that I just talked about, but in a lot more detail, like unpacking how to actually go through the process of healing from both of those things. So you also can find that on my website um, under a free mini series. And all of the links I just mentioned are going to be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And in a couple of weeks, um, I'm going to be back talking to Natasha again. Hey everyone, it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.